back. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I'm the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. That is a mental health agency located downtown Greensboro. I'm a licensed therapist with 16 plus years of experience. I'm a published author of close to 60 books. My goal is 115 in the next five to 10 years. Uh, and I'm an entrepreneur. I have all kinds of things that I've done, training courses, podcasts, all kinds of uh, things to uh, to fill my, my God-given purpose. Um, and how I do that is to give kingdom principles to bring about lasting change. And again, I am truly a licensed therapist. Okay. All right. Today we're talking about trust issues, trust issues. Holy Spirit, we thank you for joining us in our meeting today. Uh, open our ears to hear what you are saying. I love this uh, particular topic today. And I want to tell you kind of what happened um, that I was, uh, I was just uh, in my own time again, uh, meditating and reading on scripture. And I came across a scripture and I said, huh? 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 <laughs> and it's about trust. Uh, have you ever had someone in your life that you just did not trust? And, or you had people that you did not trust and then it made it seem like something is wrong with you, that you have trust issues? Well, I want to dismantle that. Uh, and I want to give you context because again, this is, it's about trust, but it's also about discerning. And I want to just start by saying this, um, and, and just give me this, make it, I'm gonna make my, my, my case plain. So y'all just hold on with me. Okay. Just hold on with me at per use, you know, I'm, I'm gonna make my case plain. And I want to say that just because you don't trust someone, okay. does not mean that you have tr uh, trust issues or you have trusting difficult to trust in everyone or that you're afraid of everyone. And so, uh, let's talk about this. Okay. So I want you to find yourself in John chapter two, and I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. You can read it from any translation that you choose, but that's John chapter two. And we're going to start at the 23rd verse. And I want to, I want this, this is what I had to say. And I had to look at it. And I was like, huh, what, what, what Jesus, what are you trying to say? <laughs> and it reads, uh, because of the miraculous signs Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration, watch this, many began to trust in him. And around that, right? That's the, the 23rd verse. Okay, then I got the 24th verse, New Living Translation. And it reads, but Jesus didn't trust them. Because he knew all about people. So wait a minute. Jesus, listen to me, did not trust them. Hmm. Verse 25, New Living Translation. No one needed to tell him about human nature for he knew what was in each person's heart. Another translation said he knew their thoughts. He knew their motives. And this is stuck out to me like a ton of bricks. And I almost hollered. Um, just because someone trusts you does not mean you're obligated or even should trust them. I know that ain't good to your soul, but that's good to me. That's good to me. Um, uh, that's good to me. I, I got to say that again. Let me have trust. I'm like to keep keep going with me. I'm gonna make my case plain. I'm gonna make it plain. Okay, I use scriptures for y'all who, who don't know to make my case plain. 
I'm going to say it again. Just because they trust you does not mean you should or are obligated to trust them. I'll, you know, I'll tell you my story, my little stories about things I've gone through. I had someone in my life that uh, had proven to me that the character uh, was not trustworthy. They had an inconsistent pattern. They had a consistent pattern of being inconsistent, meaning you knew at the end of the day, you, put, you couldn't hold water on anything they say. If they said they're going to be somewhere at five, you, you know, you, 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 you best believe they wouldn't probably come. Whatever they said, you could not depend upon anything because nothing that they said ever rang true. So because I, I didn't tell them I didn't trust them, but in my heart, you understand I didn't trust them. They said, well, you don't trust anybody. You have a hard time trusting people. You, you got trust issues. No. No, no, no. Let me help you. I don't trust you because your character and your behavior, not talking about you, but you come with me, y'all. Come with me. Sometimes people's character, their behavior, and their pattern is proving to you. Mm-hmm, that they cannot be trusted. So you still have to discern character, motives, and patterns, previous patterns. And so in this person's eyes, Samaria don't trust nobody. I know I can trust people. I know I can trust me. But the truth of the matter is your behavior and your disposition disqualified you from being a trustworthy person. And when I read that scripture found in John chapter 2, verse 24, it said, but Jesus didn't trust them because he knew all about people. Jesus... And again, like I said, you are not obligated to trust someone just because they trust you. So you know you. If you really are honest, Shakespeare says to thine own self be true first. The first form of deception, believe it not in self-deception. Uh, you cannot listen to me, uh, good folk, people. Okay, I, if I could tell my clients this, and I, I don't know if I, if I could say one thing and I never talk to a client ever again, if I can say one thing that someone told me this many, many years ago, but if I, if I, I'm always, I'm going to be, I have no intention of retiring from being a therapist anytime soon. But if I, if, if I said one thing, right. And I never said anything to anybody for the rest of my life. I got to tell you this is that you cannot expect people to be honest with you. If, if my people, they are not first honest with themselves my good christians those who love god and want godly connection divine connections is that you are not obligated to trust people you're not obligated to trust people 
And it doesn't matter how much they trust you. So you know, you know, you're a good person. You know, your consistency. My, how I choose to live my life is through consistency. My character, what I have done speaks for itself. How I treat people, I treat people the way, the way I want to be treated. I am kind. If I don't care for you, I don't rock with you. I'm not in your face and smiling in your face and talking trash about you, hanging your back. We, if we're not friends, we're not friends. You understand what I'm saying? Don't mean I don't like you. I'm not hanging out with you. you know I don't call everybody my friend. Uh, and sometimes people prove who they really are. But my character is, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I say I rock with you, I rock with you. If I say these are my limitations, I'm, I'm a real one. Whoever I am, I don't have to deceive, scam, mistreat, lie, cheat, or steal anybody. And the way, the reason I get blessed and the reason why God's favor drops upon my life, and that ain't a flex, that ain't a brag, that's the, that's the facts, is because of one, I honor God with my life, and I treat people uh, I treat people with kindness the way I want to be treated, even if they had been unkind to me. And the level of favor that God drops upon my life, I'm grateful for. I don't have to be anybody else. If you like Samaria, you like me. If you don't, you don't. We, we, I'm not even offended. But I have learned in life, you cannot ignore people's patterns. And there's some people in life that you simply cannot trust. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice and keep doing it over. No, uh, excuse me, fool me once. Uh, let me put that again. Fool me once. Shame on you. But once you once there's a pattern here and you do two, three, four times, I, I shame on me. I'm not gonna keep giving you the knife. You understand? Stab me in my back when your character and who you really are is consistent. So again, you are not obligated to trust people just because they trust you. You know you, you know the principles that you live by, you know. Uh, how you seek God, how you pray. You know, I had uh, and I, and I, was, I had uh, people in my life that started saying all kinds of things about me. And I kept saying, God, I don't understand. And God said, Samaria, you ain't got to explain yourself. Stop trying to explain yourself. He said, I delight in you. I know who you are. Trust me. You know, even if you can trust, trust me, Samaria. So again, you are not obligated. I sound like a, a broken record. You are not obligated, neither should you. If you grow, if you mature long enough, you got got a couple of times, you understand? Uh, you learn not to take people at face value. You learn it. The only person that you will be with for the rest of your life and even into eternity, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, is you. Point number two, you don't have trust issues when you're leaning on the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You don't have trust issues. Now, again, someone is trying to be manipulative, controlling, a gaslighting, uh, want you to question your own self. Uh, they're going to have all kinds of accusations. You just don't trust anybody. Look at you. Look at you. you know, and all this kind of foolishness. But when, you're, when your trust is in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth even conceal truth people with demonic agendas uh-huh who want you to be bamboozled or deceived there's a little voice that holy spirit said oh don't do that don't do that don't do that don't do that don't go there i'm telling you can't be they can't be trusted 
So what you got to do is lean in on that porch. And Lord, was that you? Now I've had some in my life. I'm telling you all kinds of things today. Don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. I'm good. It's, we good. Uh, I had someone in my life, true story. They were really very jealous and envious of me. I've known them for years, for many, many years. And so we were cool. I wasn't jealous of them. I, I'm not in competition with nobody. I like me and good, good, bad, in between flaws. No, I love me to me. And so, and hanging out with them, I would hear every now and again, the, st- the still small voice of the Holy Spirit says, you know what? They're jealous of you. That's how I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that thought. They're jealous of you every now and again. Turn out they really were. The foolery that they did, it was shown up true. Remember, you cannot be in relationships, friends, family, uh, romantics, like a spouse. You cannot be in relationship with people who want to be you. Now, let's clarify. I'm not talking about they're inspired by you. You, uh, you have inspired them to greatness. You, they're not inspired by you. They want to be you. See, jealousy and envy is hard to conceal after a while. Don't you know you can be in relationship, like romantic relationship. You'll be married to somebody that you je- that's jealous of you. They're jealous of your favor. They're jealous of how you got all that uh, money. They're jealous of the envious of you. You can be married. You can be in a relationship. Divine, not divine. You can be connected with somebody who was connected with a demonic spirit. God, in your prayer time, God, show me who this person really is. Because something in my spirit saying something ain't right. Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. You don't have trust issues. You're discerning some things. Hey. All right. Now, I, th- I talked about guilt uh, last time, so I won't. Uh, to that, do that again, but uh, point number three, don't let someone guilt you into blind trust. Oh, come on, y'all. That's good. Don't let someone guilt you into dev- into blind trust. Remember from, I did a, a teaching on a manipulation and control. But remember when you meet someone for the first time, if they have a demonic agenda or their motives are impure, they do things that are opposite of that. They will, they will uh, flatter you. They will love bomb you and they're grooming you into subjection. Not knowing, you don't know. Again, this is why you should have some issues with trust, <laughs> not just blindly trust people. Uh, they're grooming you uh, with the, even if it's not a conscious attempt, with it, which a unconscious attempt to, to woo you in to blind trust. Just because someone is into you does not mean you should be into them. Just because they think you're the baddest thing walking does not mean you need to feel the same way. Okay. <laughs> you know, listen. You live long enough, honey. The stories I can tell, but I shall not. <laughs> All right. Listen, point number four. Oh, uh, uh, I got a, uh, this person has never listened, don't even know who I am, but I remember I heard Bishop Eric McDaniels in long, many years, maybe 10 years ago, said in one of his messages, he said, I'm not judgmental. I'm just in fruit inspector. Now I'm going to use that one. I gave him credit. Uh, listen to me. I'm not judgmental. I'm just a fruit inspector. Come on now, Matthew 7, uh, Matthew chapter 7. Uh, you're going to read the 15th through the 28th verse. I am not going to read that for the sake of time, uh, but you want to read that on your own time. We'll read you like maybe two or three little chapters. And then you're going to read that whole thing. Again, that's Matthew chapter 7, starting at the 15th verse through 28. 
Uh, I'm just going to read uh, verse, uh, start at verse 17. A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Okay. So in verse 19, so every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. So if you, you don't, you're not obligated to deal with it, be in relationship with people who don't produce good fruit. What's the good fruit prove this Holy spirit, peace, love, temperament, self-control, kindness, gentleness, things like that. And verse 20, this is really important. Yes. Just as you can identify a tree by its fruit. So you can identify people by their actions. So you can identify people by their actions. Say that again. I'm not judgmental. I'm just a fruit inspector. All right. So I asked God a question. I asked God this. I said, God, why, why do people tend to not uh, I was, I was, uh, I said the story before, but I, I'm, I'm just gonna repeat it again. Okay. I had asked God, I said, God, I, you know, I've observed people getting really bam, like bamboozled and deceived by people who all talk. And and I said, God, why is that? I mean, you, you, something just, something you, you got to ask the sermon for. You just gotta look what's clearly in front of you. And he said, Samaria, cause most of them are not a food inspector. We get deceived by what people say, not by their actions. We don't look at their actions. We don't look at their, we don't look what they produce. We don't look at uh, the behind the scenes. And remember my good people, if you are someone of any level of importance and someone else, like you could have no followers on social media, you could have followers. You can, you can have really nothing uh, financially that you think other people need or want. You can, you, you, you can think I'm not even that person you can still, people still see you in a certain way and they will be the thing that they think you want. I, I you know, so that they can deceive you and woo you in. So no, I don't have trust issues. I have, I'm, I'm just a fruit inspector. I'm just a fruit inspector. I observe, I sit back and I observe character. I look you up. <laughs> I look at you, so I, I don't have trust issues. I'm just a fruit inspector. Remember that. Knowing who to trust, point number five, knowing who to trust come from leaning first and trusting God. So I was, uh, in, and I said this before, I had uh, I had uh, something that happened in my life and I, I said, God, uh, I've, I've gone through so many things. Like, who do I trust at this point, you know? And um, he began to talk to me about someone. And he said, Samaria, even if you don't think you can trust the person, trust the God who sent the person. And so you can, maybe you're like me, you've been a little naive. <laughs> maybe you had experiences in life where you just trusted the wrong person, you know, and you got burnt <laughs> to a torch and had your heart run over by a tractor trailer, okay? <laughs> you had to bring yourself back up from the pit of the abyss of, of pain, uh, Okay. Uh, you may say, maybe I do have some issues, but, but once your trust is in God, he and you are, don't trust in your own heart and you don't lean to your own understanding, he's going to give you clarity and direction. He's going to tell you the people that are really in front of you who are for you and who are not. So that leads us to Proverbs chapter three, run about the fifth and the sixth verse, New Living Translation. 
I love this chapter from any translation, by the way. It says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, or all your heart, excuse me, and do not depend upon your own understanding. How, how many of our own understanding and has got us into some trouble? You said, listen, God, I ain't gonna do that no more. <laughs> but he says, trust in the Lord. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you what path to take. The King James Version says uh, he'll give you he'll, the paths. This the New Living Translation says path with the P-H-T, P-A-T-H, that means one path. But the King James Version and the New King James Version says uh, seek the Lord, um, and he will give you, he will show you what paths uh, with the S on the end to take. So trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thine own understanding in all your ways, what the King James Version says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So that means we gotta, if God says all, we gotta direct, we gotta seek his face in all our ways so that we don't get burnt by people who uh, whose character is inconsistent, okay? Even if you have difficulty, again, I got to say, because I think it was a very good statement, wise statement. Even if you can't have difficulty trusting the person after a season of pain, uh, trust the God who sent the person. So if I trust God, I know who's who and what's what. Okay, what you saying? You ever had somebody talking? You're like, mm, something ain't right. Something ain't right. <laughs> uh, remember, First uh, Corinthians 12, 10 talks about discerning of spirits. Uh, excuse me and that is actually a gift of the spirit but we can all ask god help me to discern what spirit someone is operating under again when you continue to see god for clarity and discernment and you increase in discernment that 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 discernment thing is is very powerful um and it says in first uh, corinthians 12 10 you can read the, the best on your own time uh, but it says he gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is not the only, only, only spirit that exists in the world. There are, there are many different types of spirits. Uh, and the only one that comes from God is the Holy Spirit. Okay, we, we not, he's not, uh, he's, you know, he's, it's the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. But one of the benefits of being indwelled or filled with the Holy Spirit is that he gives us the ability to discern whether or not someone is actually uh, uh, talking from God or the spirit by which someone is operating under. Remember, someone can be saying the right things, but something in their spirit has a hidden, hidden agenda and false motive. Okay, and unfortunately, we're living this time. And I think the reason why we're seeing so much, and this is my personal thing, we're seeing some more people talk about this uh, 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 this uh, uh, narcissism and narcissism spirits and, 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 and these things, because we're seeing in heightened... Uh, 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 of this in the church, uh, this for this manipulative spirit and outside of the church, uh, we see uh, this kind of Jezebelic type nature uh, within the church and outside of the church. And I think that's because uh, we're we're coming into the end of days, and the Bible tells us in the last days people will be deceived uh, because of signs and wonders. And so you're going to find that deception comes in a greater way during this time because of what's going on in our world. And so now you're having people who can prophesy and speak in tongues and still be led by a demonic agenda. You can have someone that calls himself a prophet. Amen. That's what Jezebel does. She goes from church to church and she, uh, gets on and she calls herself a prophet, uh, even though she's led by a demonic agenda, uh, and, and, to, and to the Bible, I think it's Revelations talks about the different types of churches and, and, and God's uh, uh, critique of them. And I think, and I can't pronounce the name of it, that's the church of T-Y-H-T-H-Y-R, that's, that's, I can't pronounce the name of the church, God. Um, but it talks about how, you know, the church and you've been doing really well, but one qualm I have with you 
is that you allow this woman Jezebel to teach your people. And so we're going to have to continue in this last day, in this time that we're living in, to ask God for more discernment because people who sound good and talk good and prophesy good and can preach good are not always being led by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes they're being led by a demonic agenda, by a demonic spirit called Jezebel, power control, manipulation, and they're doing it through uh, a deceptive vices. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're going to fall prey to this spirit. Okay? And remember, I said that it's also off with, with uh, flattery, uh what is it uh um grooming uh flattery grooming uh love bombing pretending that if you are everything that i have been waiting for and they have manipulated themselves and so if you can have a jezebel in an organization if you can have a jezebel in the church if you can have jezebel in your family what makes you think you can't have you can have a jezebel anywhere and you don't want to be the type of person that is super you know afraid but you do want to ask God for the sermon, call a thing a thing. I don't got trust issues. I'm just a fruit inspector. All right. Uh, Psalms 118, Psalms 118. And it reads, uh, this is the new King James verse. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Um, there's another translation says it's better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in a great man. So don't trust based upon their successes, their connections, or their promises, because all that is empty at the end of the day if someone's not being led by the right spirit. I got to say it again. Don't trust someone based upon their seeming success, their gift, their talent, or their ability, their seeming connections, and their empty promises. Trust God. Because God said, uh-uh. This is why Satan, listen to me, took Jesus. Up and he said, if you just worship me, I'll give you all of this. And that's what a demonic agenda does. That's what a demonic agenda does. You just worship me not god me you do what i say listen to my voice and i represent god that's what they say don't trust anything other than what your spirit discerns because people can be all talk no game and even if they had Seeming successes, connections, promise. Even if they did have that, that means nothing to God. I was sitting in my bed maybe five, five years ago. And I was thinking about this minister. Now, I don't know him personally, but the man was everywhere. I mean, he was preaching everywhere. And I, I would, you know, I'm just, I'm just talking out loud. I said, oh my goodness, this person, he must be really anointed. He is everywhere. And I heard the voice of God. I said, I'm not, I'm not impressed by platforms. I'm not impressed by crowds. I said, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> okay but i thought that because this person was had mantles and platforms and was preaching everywhere i thought that that meant they were they they got to be anointed it means nothing to god he checked he checked me he checked me i said okay lord whatever you say <laughs> i get it i get it okay lord you know 
and uh, and I'm grateful for God for that checking because again, you know, you can meet people and, and they appear to be all at the bag of chips, and God said, I ain't impressed by none of that. You impressed by that? See, people look at the outward appearance. This is why we got to ask God for the term. People look at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. This is why when 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 God sent the prophet um, um, Samuel to Jesse's house to anoint the king. Jesse, remember, looked at the first eldest son and said, this must be it. Why did he say this must be the king? Because he looked the part. He sounded the part. He was. He just looked like he was supposed to be a king. And God said, no, no, I have rejected him. He said, and this is a principle. This is a godly principle. This is the reason why we need discernment. God said to the prophet, man looks at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. And don't you know, and, and the scripture in, in Jeremiah says, uh, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? And so you can have someone that is on the outward appearance, look to be all that. And the heart is not really for God. But it's a David behind the scenes who ain't clocking for position, not clocking for power, not trying to get selfish, not trying to say, hey, why y'all didn't invite me, 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 me. He's somewhere outside. He's somewhere hidden. But he's worshiping God. He's tending to the to God's sheep, and he's singing worship songs. And he has a great love for God. God said, "I have already chosen for myself a king. Not all, not 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 this line up here that's in line for the miracle." Uh uh-uh, uh, Samuel. Samuel asks, "Well, is is it someone else? Because I know I was sent to this house. His own father had rejected him. See, the thing is, the people that everyone else rejects, God said, that's the one." So I want to say this again, don't, don't in this day and hour, because we don't have time to waste. We don't have time to waste time in this hour. Do not get deceived by someone who's talking. Telling you what thus saith the Lord has time they line. Going to the scripture. God said this, don't depend upon anybody's prophetic. You have to know the voice of God for yourself. So that God tells you, you know, this person that's sitting in front of you, I have a selective. I know what's in their heart, but it's a David. Make sure your heart is right. Because when your heart is right, you ain't got to play these games with people. You ain't got to be something that you're not. You got to try to get pull meetings with people and, and get next to who's who and then try to connect with who got connections. You got to do none of that. God sees your heart. All right. Point number eight, when you can trust someone, the key components are one, being led by the Holy Spirit and peace. I said this in our last teaching. God is not moved by pressure. He does not move by chaos. He does not move by confusion. He does not move by false prophetic lies and entities. God does not move by dishonor or disrespect. Okay. God does not observe. Uh, God does not go against his own word to give you a promise. He's not going to lie because that's like lying on himself. So he's not going to, who's not going to contradict his own word to give you a promise. I'm not a fruit inspector. I'm not. I'm not judgmental. I'm just a fruit inspector. Point number nine, people put their trust in many things, 
but only trusting in God is what counts. Psalms 20, this is the New King James Version again, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Some people trust in so many different things, who they know, what kind of material possessions they have, what they have accomplished, how many degrees they have, and that there's nothing wrong with those things within themselves, but you can't put your trust in it. I'm not judgmental. I'm just a food inspector. So your work will speak for itself if it's from God. Point number 10. When we have areas where we don't trust God, this is very, very, very important. When we, do, we have areas where we don't trust God, we give the enemy access. So if you look back over your life, right? And you had certain things happen in your life. Sometimes we go through things just because we go through things. I mean, that's just life. You know, Job said uh, a man that's born as a woman is, is going to have some trouble. Okay. But some, if you really look back over your life, when did this happen? And when did that happen? There's some area of our life where we didn't fully trust God. That's why the Bible says acknowledge God or trust God in all your way. There's an area in my life or area in your life that we did not trust God. And the enemy crept in. Because when we don't trust God, we lead to our own understanding. There was an area in our lives we didn't trust God and we gave the enemy access. And when we don't trust God, we don't wait on him. And then we create what is called a spiritual Ishmael. You can check out that teaching that I did a while back. And I said, Ishmael is not the promise. Ishmael looks like the promise. Ishmael sounds like the promise. Ishmael talks like the promise. Ishmael still ain't the promise. Okay. So Ishmael is a counterfeit anointing. Ishmael is an anointing or a position or a platform that is, uh, uh, that is, um, that is birthed through man-made interventions. And we, won't want, we don't want to do that. Ishmael represents of a counterfeit anointing that based upon man trying to make or fit something into something God didn't say. We try to make it happen. So we create an Ishmael. But in God's eyes, Ishmael is not the promise. And we don't want to create a whole bunch of spiritual Ishmaels in our lives. Remember, this is what God ministered to me uh, actually a few months ago. He said, remember, the counterfeit Samaria always comes before the real thing. This is why it appears to be that people who create spiritual Ishmaels are more successful because they did it by their own way so they can try to manipulate or move the hand of God or the timing of God for now. But with the promise of God comes waiting on what he wants of you and not trying to manifest or make it happen by our own means. Ishmael is not the promise. You can deceive people, you can deceive friends, family, and everybody in between, but you can't deceive God. If God said that ain't it, then ain't it. I'm not a I'm not judgmental. I'm just a fruit inspector. Last one, this is a bonus. It is okay to be guarded. It is okay to be guarded. Now, guarded is not the same as walls. It's not the same as, as you don't trust anybody. So you hold up walls. No, that's not what guarded is. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, 23, guard your heart above all, all else for it determines the course of life. 
So if the Bible tells us that we should guard our hearts, why do we have, uh, why, why are we leaning over into guilt and shame? Because we're guarded. Guard does not mean that you don't want to do relations with people. It simply means that you're seeking the father and you're giving access to people who qualify to be at that level of, of your life. There's some people you cannot put positions, give them position in your life or in your business or anything because they don't, they don't have the capacity, most of mental spiritually capacity for that. And so you guard your heart until there's clarity. And then you slowly, when it is clear, when it is true, when it is right, or when it is from God, you give them access, but you guard your heart because you can't give any and everything access to your heart. All right. Are we done for the day, y'all? I'm Dr. Cynthia and Cobra. Next week, we're going to talk well, next time. I don't know if it's next week. Maybe it will be. I don't know. We're going to talk about the difference between operating in the spirit of wisdom versus the spirit of power and control. And I operate in the spirit of wisdom. So my primary gift is the spirit of wisdom, believe it or not. So we're going to talk about that versus the spirit of power and control. There is a way to handle everything. Uh, okay. All right. We'll talk about that. Make sure you check me out. www.drsamaricobra.com. Also visit my training website if you want uh, interested in some of the trainings that I have, www.trainingchristianleaders.com. And then if you want to uh, seek uh, counseling, www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. You must be a North Carolina resident. Okay, God bless you. We'll be back another day, another time, another banger. Bye.